Chapter thirty two of Carpenter's Geographical Reader Africa by Frank G. Carpenter. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Betty B. The Yorubans, Southern Nigeria. There is a railroad from Lagos into the land of the Yorubans, one of the largest tribes of Southern Nigeria. The road crosses the swampy lagoon which lies between the island and the mainland and then goes up the valley of the ogun river to the great native cities of abe okuta and ibadan this whole country is a network of streams and we wind our way in and out over the waterways now through dense forests where the trees are bound together with vines and now over plains spotted with beautiful groves we pass villages of huts made of sticks woven together and covered with mud the roofs are of thatch and many of the huts are enclosed by mud walls near every village are small farms in which women are working the crops we see little fields of indian corn yams sweet potatoes and peanuts and now and then a patch of sugar-cane or tobacco there are fruit trees here and there and delicious oranges and pineapples are brought to the windows where the train stops every village has ducks chickens and pigeons and flocks of guinea fowls in the plains there are sheep covered with hair some of them so gentle that they trot along like dogs at the heels of the children as they go to and fro over the little farms we are told that each sheep has its own name it knows the voice of its owner and will come when it is called at last we reach abiokuta the largest city of the yorubans it has a population of about two hundred thousand and its mud huts extend for six miles up and down the banks of the ogun river there is a mud wall about it and in its centre an enormous rock from which the city gets its name for abiokuta means under a rock the city is divided into a vast number of yards with narrow lanes leading here and there through them but with no fixed streets each yard has a mud wall surrounding it against which the houses are so built that the wall forms the back of each room the roofs are of thatch beginning at the wall and extending over the rooms they are ridge-shaped and so long that they cover a sort of veranda or porch along the front of each house the people live on the porches as well as inside while sheep goats chicken and pigs are kept in the yards nearly every enclosure has a little pigeon coat and also posts to which the horses are tied some of the richer yorubans have large establishments with many rooms for their numerous wives and slaves several families may live in one yard and some have so many dwellings divided up by courts that a stranger might get lost if the bale or ruler of that yard did not show him about the yorubans are even stronger than their houses they belong to a race numbering about four millions which inhabits a large region between Dahomey and the lower Niger. They are Negroes, but more civilized than the natives we met along the coast. All these people, excepting the little children, wear more or less clothing. The women are clad in bright cottons. Some have cloths wrapped tightly about their persons under their arms, which fall on one side to the knee and on the other to the feet. Others have a cloth about the waist and over the shoulders and some a third cloth tied about the head like a turban many of the women have black babies fastened to their shining black shoulders 
the little ones laugh and coo as their mothers walk through the streets work in the fields or sell goods in the market now and then a baby cries but this does not bother the mother and it is allowed to cry on some of the men wear loose trousers and cloths about their shoulders others are bare to the waist and have only a white cloth around the loins a few who are mohammedans have turbans and gowns the most of the yoruban men go bareheaded and all are barefooted their features are much like those of our negroes save that every one has more or less scars how many bald men there are that comes from shaving the men shave not only their faces even to the eyebrows and nostrils but also their heads the scars are made in youth every boy being marked with certain cuts denoting his family and tribe the people can tell just who a man is by his scars in company with the guide we make our way through the city watching the natives at work the yorubans have many industries blacksmiths carpenters hat-makers and tailors are plying their trades in their homes here they are smelting iron they are making bags and satchels and farther on they are weaving bright-colored cloths these people are noted for their tools baskets pottery and jewelry like the other tribes of this region they are fond of music and we often listen to concerts by native bands we go to the market where thousands are buying and selling all sorts of native manufactures together with the grains fruits and vegetables raised on the farms peddlers with their wares on their heads are moving about and many are squatting on the ground with their merchandise piled up before them notice the cowrie shells they are the chief money of the yorubans it takes forty shells to equal an american cent we buy a half bushel and give them to our guide to purchase curios for us to take back home we stop at a cook-stand where sweet potatoes are steaming in earthen pots and afterward eat a cake of cornmeal dough fried in palm oil the yorubans have fine fruits and vegetables they have delicious pineapples mangoes and oranges they are fond of ekha which is fermented indian meal boiled in large pots to the thickness of cream they steam yams and pound them into a paste which is eaten with sauce another favorite dish is beans stewed in palm oil they eat chickens and muttons and like fat dog meat served with a peculiar sauce wild honey is sold in the market and also sugar cane which the children buy and suck as we do stick candy nearly everyone uses snuff but here the people put the snuff on their tongues instead of into their noses the yorubans are still wild and savage although not so barbarous as in the past they are governed by a native king under the direction of the british but they still believe in witch doctors and worship spirits of various kinds there are many missionaries working among them they tell us that the natives are improving but that it will be a long time before they will become what we call civilized taking the train we are soon back at the coast our ship moves along the delta of the great niger river passing its many mouths the country is low and swampy and so unhealthful that we do not attempt to go inland our boat stays a few hours at old calabar at the mouth of the river of that name it is the british capital of southern nigeria and is noted as a trading centre from which ivory palm oil and other native products are shipped to europe 
here we meet englishmen who have been years in africa they describe the negroes who live along the benue and the lower niger they are less civilized than the yorubans they worship spirits and believe in witchcraft slavery is common and in the past there have been human sacrifices the natives wear but little clothing although they have bracelets and anklets of ivory brass wire and beads the products are about the same as in the regions we have recently visited End of chapter 32